Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and I am the host of Ask a Windermere Coach, and this is our podcast where we talk about situations going on in real estate right now where our agents may be having some difficulties or they're having some success, and we're also helping them to create better uh, experiences and customer service for their clients. And so today, I'm really delighted to have Amber Hunt with us. Amber, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Michael? I'm great. I'm great. Well, I want to thank you for being on. You know, the situation today, uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about today is probate real estate um, and transactions, specifically probate transactions. But we have this aging population uh, of the baby boomers. And so we're seeing more of this happen. And Amber uh, is actually uh, an attorney and also a licensed broker in our Woodenville uh, Windermere office. And she also works at the Woodenville Law Office, which also your office is inside the Windermere office, right? Yes, that's correct. We are upstairs. So I kind of just have a, a double duty here. Double duty there. And, yes. uh, and you recently also went through a ninja installation, which is where I met you. And uh, I said, hey, has anybody got some great uh, podcast topics? And you were so gracious to say, respond and say, yeah, let's talk about probate. So um, so I'm, so thank, thank you for doing that. Of course. Uh, so Amber, so help me understand. So if, I'm, if, if I don't understand what it means when you say probate or a probate tra- transaction, uh, give me some background or what, what is that specifically? Uh, like if an agent says, okay, I've got the situation, what's typically going on? Yeah, absolutely. So a little legal background, probate is in essence a lawsuit against your estate. It it sounds really weird to say it like that, but what we're doing is we're asking the judge to name somebody to administer your estate to your kids or your spouse or whoever it is. Um, Whether you have a will or you don't, you still go through probate. And so we end up in this situation where we have a representative who needs to deal with your real estate. And that's how we end up with probate sales. Um, so we get your personal representative or your executor teams up with a, hopefully teams up with a real estate agent. And we get these, these real properties sold through that proceeding. And so probate uh, is when, and typically this is when the seller has passed away, correct? Yes, exactly. So the seller has passed and typically the property now is being uh, the family or in some cases, not even family, but somebody is dealing with trying to get this property sold, correct? That is correct. Yeah. And it can be anyone. It doesn't have to be family. Um, your will can nominate anybody. Um, but if you don't have a will, it's generally family. And if those family members don't want to keep the house, then then we sell it. Okay. And so are there any things like, uh, like right now, so let's say somebody's preparing and they know that they're at some point, like I could take myself, is there any preparations I should be doing myself when it comes time? Like, let's say I pass away and my house is left to the kids uh, for these types of things to make them more streamlined in your, I mean, in, in your experience. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, wills are always great. Of course, we get to decide these things ahead of time. Who's in charge? Who gets to make the decisions? Where does the house go? Things of that sort. Um, but the other thing, especially married couples or or even people who have you know their long-term partner on their house, the thing that I see the most is that we end up in this situation where the spouse, surviving spouse or surviving partner has never removed the previous partner's or the deceased partner's name from the deed. That gets us into a very sticky situation. Now we have two deceased people on a deed and we're dealing with two proceedings rather than one. So that's the big thing for people to remember um, when they're kind of trying to set up their children or whoever it is to take over. So let me get this straight. So there, there'd be, so there are two people in the house, one person passed away, the other person survives, and now they have somebody else that they're, they've now partnered with, or they've gotten married to, but that deceased, other deceased person is still, is still on the deed. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, or okay. even, even when, um, for example, I had a case where there were two married individuals, they had been married for a very long time, um, you know, their whole lives. Yes. So mom and dad are both on the deed. Dad passed away. 15 years ago, mom never took his name off the house. They were married. It didn't affect her to have his name on the house. But when she passed away, her daughter had to open probate on mom's estate and dad's estate in order to sell the home so that we could remove both of their names from the title. Whereas mom in and of herself would have just been able to sign some documents that said, I'm surviving spouse and this house is mine. And it would have been very simple. So it sounds handle. like the process to remove somebody off the deed is not very complicated. Um, uh, definitely not here in Washington. I mean, every state has their own um, requirements. Community property makes it a lot easier, but here it's super simple. Okay. Okay. So let's say, so we're going down the path. So now I've got this home. And so now let's say it's my dad's house. My dad passed away and now I want to sell it. What are some of the, what are some of the challenges with a probate sale that you run into? Um, emotion. That's, that's the <laughs> biggest one. Um, I would say for agents, it's really important to understand that you are dealing with this emotional decision, especially if there are multiple children, multiple siblings, one of them is in charge. One of them is going to feel a little, you know, uh, I guess Milton. left out. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the <laughs> word I'm looking for. Um, and everyone has this idea of how they want it to go. And then we're trying to clean out mom or dad's stuff and so it's it's an emotional process and it's a little bit slower of a process I would say from start to finish of how to prepare for these types of sales and what are some of the things like that the agent should do like in preparing for these sales so obviously so understand the dynamics uh, that are happening with the relationship of whoever's left to sell the house that's a big one right right Any, what, else, the, what else comes to mind yeah, the other one is don't be scared to reach out to the probate attorney that's handling um, handling the court proceeding. I some attorneys are different, right? They they're busy and they don't want to talk and they charge by the hour and whatever it is. But in my personal experience, I want to know the agent and I want to know the title company and I want to be looped in on all the emails so that I can help smoothen that transition. Um, the title company is going to need things from me. So just establish a relationship with me. Uh, so that's my big one is reach out to the probate attorney. But then the second is have some resources available for your clients. So 
For example, uh, some of my agents here at the Woodenville office have a working relationship with like an estate sale person who does estate sales. And they can give those resources to their clients when they meet them at the house and it's full of mom's stuff. They can say, hey, well, I can offer this service to you. I can get somebody out here to organize an estate sale for you. Yeah. So uh, because obviously uh, a lot of times when they take over a home, if it's an if it's somebody elderly, there's probably a lot of stuff that's been collected. I know, for example, with my mom and dad, I mean, they had all kinds of stuff. So estate sale um, organization. Um, is there any counseling ever needed? I would say that counseling is one of those things where I think by the end of it, the real estate agent has done a lot of free counseling, and so have <laughs> I. And uh, I don't know where we where we are at if we can say, "Hey, client, I think you need to go see a therapist." Um, but frequently, those those things come up where your clients probably do need to go chat with a kind of unbiased third party. Right. How you get that to them? Not exactly sure yet, but. Well, and I'm thinking like resources, like in, in, you know, a lot of times what we do is we, we coach to when, whenever, you know, there's a scenario or a situation coming up, we can say, hey, by the way, in some of our previous uh, transactions that we've had, these have been some resources that our clients have chosen to use. I would just, I would be remiss if I didn't make you aware that we have, you know, we have this organizational team, we have this uh, estate sale team, we have this counseling team that deals with grief and loss. And these are just some resources that if you felt the need of any of these, uh, that we want to make sure you were aware of them. It, it seems like you would have like kind of a, a set kind of package, if you will, when you're dealing with probate, where there's certain types of services or resources that are commonly needed that you would make available. Would that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's a great idea. And I've, I've talked to agents about having a relationship with an estate sale company. I've talked to agents who have a relationship with, uh, you know, cleaning companies and different things like that. The other thing when you have those relationships is you can generally move the sales along a little quicker. Um, if you wait for people to clean out a house by themselves, that may or may not happen in a you know an ideal amount of time. But yeah, a counseling service would be another great thing to have kind of in your pot of resources for these kind of cases. And so in those probate sales, kind of what's your role and what 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 is what's going to make it most successful for the agent in working with you? I mean, what are Kind of walk me through what are the things that have to happen that are different than a traditional sale when it comes to probate? Yeah, absolutely. So the there are in practicality in the actual sale process, probably not a whole lot. Windermere does have some probate specific disclosures that I highly recommend agents put on their listings that mm -hmm. just let everybody know it's kind of a little bit more buyer beware, not not a ton, but it kind of just puts everybody on notice. Um, the title company is going to ask you for a letter on whether or not the estate owes taxes, whether that be state or federal. Um, you need that from me, which is kind of why it's good to just have that relationship with me to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, the other big thing that's different is you don't pass an estate sale via a statutory warranty deed. It passes through a bargain and sale deed. Okay. And so having that relationship with me ahead of time or with any probate attorney can kind of make sure you're on those on the track, all the T's crossed and, and I's dotted ahead of time. I get into situations where every once in a while I'll get an email from a title company and they'll be like, we need the tax letter. Okay. And then I'm like, well, 
this is passing via a bargain and sale deed, correct? And they're like, oh no, it's a statutory warranty deed. And I'm like, oh no, well, we need to fix that. And so now I have to contact these agents and say, hey, let's change this. And sometimes it's a little more last minute than we would right. like. And is and do these these transactions typically take a little bit longer? I would say the closing generally isn't longer. You do have interesting situations where buyers sometimes I've experienced with the agents here are a little nervous about buying an estate sale house just because you are giving them a lesser deed I suppose than a statutory warranty deed which makes sense for your seller if I'm the executor of the estate I didn't live in that house for the last 15 years I can't tell you every tiny little detail about the house and so there are some legal protections for me as the executor um generally where they tend to take longer is if families start fighting and that's a risk you run that families will start fighting the you know all of these issues will end up in front of a, a judge and it will have to slow down a little bit until some decisions are made at the court because uh, because decisions have to be made, they all have to be in agreement, right, in order to move forward with the sale, depending on how the will, will was written or? Yeah, so normally um, your executor has what's called non-intervention powers, which means that your executor can unilaterally make decisions that are in the best interest of the estate. Okay. There are exceptions to that rule, but in the event that for example, if another sibling thinks that you are breaching your duty and you are making a bunch of decisions that are in your own best interest, they could ask a court to remove you as executor. They could ask a court to, um, you know, stop the sale of a house while we figure out where all the money for the estate went, okay. things of that sort. So as an agent with probate sales, 99% of them are going to go just fine. And it's not going to be very much different than anything else you've done. But you do have to be prepared that if people start fighting, a court could very well say, okay, we're not going to do anything for the next month while we work out the details of this fight. Okay. And, and one question I have for you. So let's say that I, I'm an agent, I get a phone call and I get a phone call from, uh, you know, a family member that says, hey, my, my mom passed away and we got to sell our house. Um, you, you don't just assume right off the bat it's a probate sale, do you? I mean, what, what, are, what are some questions they should ask or to find out what's going on there? What's, what are some specific things you should do right in that interim to kind of get as much information as you can? Yeah, absolutely. So generally, you're going to need probate to sell the house. There's okay. very few exceptions to that rule. Surviving spouse can do it without probate generally. Um, but the big questions to ask would be, okay, did mom have a will? Have you contacted a probate attorney? Is there a probate proceeding open already? Um, whose name is on the deed? Sometimes you get in this situation where their daughter is already on the deed with mom. That changes it a little bit or could. Um, there are situations where maybe there's a transfer on death deed that has been filed that would certainly change it as well. So my advice would be one, look up the deed on you know King County Recorder's office and see who's right. on it. And then two, ask those questions. Have you contacted a probate attorney? And is there a will? Some clients 
don't even know that they need a probate attorney or that that's the next steps when somebody passes away. Right. And is it common for, as a resource, I mean, I know uh, you're in the Woodenville office, and so obviously the agents probably know that in those situations they'd reach out to you. But is there is there is there a recommended place to go to find a probate attorney if you didn't have one or to recommend one for your client? Yeah, so um, the King County, or I guess it's the Washington State Bar Association website will let you search attorneys by type. Okay. And so you can always recommend that your clients go there and try to locate one that's in their area. And then it's really just about, you know, Google and Googling probate attorneys. Um, I have a few in different places as my network has started to expand, but probate is one of those things that you can kind of run from anywhere. So I do probates all over the state, even though I'm here in Woodenville. Right. Because most of this stuff is you just filing and pulling up information that's all pretty readily accessible online, I'd imagine. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then also, I would also say to the people listening that are real estate agents also too, is ask your broker. I mean, that's always a great starting point is go to your broker yeah. and say, Hey, by the way, uh, cause I, I got to believe that if somebody came to Keith, he'd say, Oh yeah, well, we have Amber. Amber's our probate attorney. Um, just reach out to her. So a lot of times there's great resources within your own office. If you're not aware of them, uh, anything else come to mind in, in terms of uh, dealing with probate or any situations that you've seen where you've, you've said, Oh, if they would have known this, or if this would have happened, it would have made it easier. You know, I think the biggest ones, the biggest ones I run into are really just the deed situation that we are passing um, real estate via the wrong type of deed. But I would recommend that agents try to go have coffee with a, you know, with a probate attorney and talk to them a little bit about what all these terms mean. You're going to end up with clients who don't know that a personal representative and an executor is the same thing and um, don't know that they need this piece of paper from the court. It's kind of their all-encompassing permission slip. And so I would just say that reach out to some local attorneys, try to form a relationship. It'll be a great referral network um, for agents to have that relationship. And you're going to run into attorneys who don't have the time or, you know, just don't have the capacity in their schedule. But I think that there are attorneys out there who will go sit down with agents and talk. Well, and I always say to stay in your lane too, you know, and I think that it's important if you're going to do this one is like you said, get educated, you know, sit down with a probate attorney and say, Hey, you know, if I was to do one of these, what are some things that you would need from me so that you can also be aware. And then also at the end of the day, this, like this podcast is meant is to provide the highest level of customer service you can for your clients and you're a real estate trusted advisor, but have on your team people that are also experts in those other areas. So for example, you know, on my team, I have a great probate attorney in the event that we need one, and here's all the information. And these are the so a few things that I know, but they're gonna be able to give us more resources and more information about what we're gonna do so that you can have a successful sale. And I think that that's, you know, that's a big piece is that as we go through these things in real estate, there's never the same transaction, never the same client, and we're seeing more of this happen because of the generational situation we have going on with boomers is you're seeing more uh, elderly that are passing away and leaving their homes uh, to their kids or to their family members or to somebody, like you said, not even a family member um, that's now having to sell this home uh, in probate. So just good information to have, right? Uh, and just to be aware of it. Right, absolutely. And I, I think that these types of cases your clients appreciate that above and beyond. You know, I, I even had an agent here who would tell a client, probate clients, you can just give me the keys. I will set up the estate sale. 
I will do the cleaning. It was an all-encompass service. She had an agreement that she was allowed to spend X amount of dollars that the client would pay her, um, pay her back for without even consulting the client about where that, you know, where that money was going to, as long as it was being put toward the house for probate. And that client specifically was so grateful. She had been through, she was on her second probate back to back and she was burnt out. And so that type of elevated service was something that she still talks about. Absolutely. Well, and making it easy for them, right? Because they're also going through some emotional things. I mean, in some cases they've just lost a family member or they're, they're distraught because of this death. And now they're having to deal with the sale of this house they weren't anticipating. And so anything that the agent could do to make it easier uh, and to put them at ease and give them some clarity is huge. And again, you know, knowledge is power. So um, so maybe some yeah. of the listeners right now have never had a probate, but you might run into one. So maybe this is a good time for you to get educated on it. I know uh, then Amber that if they wanted to reach out to you and ask more questions, um, you have what your email address is Amber at woodenvillelaw.com, correct? That's correct. Yes. And then if you want to call Amber, you can call her office at 425-485-6600. And then you also said, is there is there a good website or a good place if anybody would just wanted to go look up probate law? Is there a specific place that's a good, just a good reference point for people? You know, there is a few items on woodenvillelaw.com. I'm actually getting ready to post up a kind of brief overview checklist of probate. But I do have some resources myself here. I'm happy to share those with agents um, if they reach out to me. That's great. So woodenvillelaw.com is a good place. And then if you want more specifics, uh, uh, please reach out to Amber. Uh, and Amber, I want to thank you for taking the time today. Uh, you know, I always love these little podcasts because it always helps people kind of think about, you know, what they might come across in this business. And, you know, one of the things I love about real estate is it's it's always interesting. You're always learning something new. And so I want to thank you for just taking the time today to kind of share with us and maybe educate some people on um, what probate is and what a probate transaction might look like and what are some of the things they can do to prep. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. You bet. Well, hey, listeners, I want to thank you for taking the time today. And if uh, if you do want to get a hold of Amber, again, like I said, it's Amber at WoodenvilleLaw.com and uh, or you can go to Woodenville Law or excuse me. Yes, Amber at WoodenvilleLaw.com or their website, WoodenvilleLaw.com. And then her number again is 425-485-6600. And uh, let us know if we hit the mark on this content. If you like what you're listening to today, please feel free to share it. And then also email us directly uh, you can email me at fanning at winner.com if there's specific topics you'd like to hear more of. And uh, we'll always end these by saying be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. And again, Amber, thank you so much. Thank you. just want to thank you for listening to Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. If you found our content helpful, please feel free to share it. And we always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.